first rule in grip sport is you tell everyone about grip sport. You know, crushing, pinch grip, thick bar, wrists. If the best guy in the world can't lift 100 pounds on it, I, I don't give a shit about it. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of The Grip Show. I got another interview for you guys, and today's special guest is going to be the Jersey Devil himself, uh, Tim Butler from Piscataway, New Jersey. Welcome to the show, Tim. Hey, Zach. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, no, no problem, man. Um, you're a guest I've been wanting to have on, um, well, for a minute. I mean, you're one of the first people I saw. Um, just, I always reference it like, oh, I saw you know, Jed's videos or certain people's videos, but you were lifting in a lot of those competitions and a lot of your videos on YouTube and things like that were some of the first grip things I ever came across. So um, yeah, like I said, you do a lot more than grip stuff as well, though, the tearing, all the stuff. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things you have going on that I guess brings more attention to your page than like, like me, for instance, I pick something up and I kind of put it down. I very rarely look at the camera. It's probably not that entertaining unless you're just really into grip or something. Um, but you, you have all kinds of like, uh, I don't know, like side feats, different things that you do. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I guess I like, I just like doing things that like look, I guess, entertaining. Like also like the tearing the cards. I like trying to just do different variations that like other people haven't done. But also like, I guess I, I'm, you know, I've been working on like just getting healthier and getting to shape. So there's that aspect too. I guess some people are interested in that too. But uh, I, I just, I guess, have a passion for just uh, strength and fitness in general, but grip still takes the cake of all of that. Yeah, because you're you're one of those guys that um, you don't fall victim to what a lot of grip guys do. A lot of grip guys will um, basically just train their grip and nothing else. But, I mean, you're a guy that's deadlifting close to 600 pounds probably? Or uh, Yeah, I right? did 635 in uh, okay. yeah, yeah. two years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're a guy who, you know, who's very familiar with uh, all around body training, general strength. You just also happen to possess like freakish grip strength in a lot of areas that um, I guess is just world-class strength that not a lot of people really are able to duplicate. Um, think that's accurate? Yeah. You know, um, for, for a while though, like, you know, I, I did some weight training when I was younger, but for, for a while I didn't do anything and I, when I found grip for the first like three or four years, I, I didn't really do any of that other training, but you know, like once I was getting into shape too, uh, I figured I put all this effort into this stuff. So might as well do all I can. Like when you're overall stronger, you're going to get better at grip too. So I might as well do all I can to really reap the benefit of my hard work. And uh, so I just kind of dialed in all the aspects. That totally makes sense, man. And uh, when I, I guess we'll just kind of, start back to like the beginning um kind of you know where where it started with your uh i guess strength training journey like what's the first time you touched weight or you know you had an old set of weights on the back porch or something like what what's the first time you got into even having an interest of uh training um well, i do remember like my, my dad used to have like you know those old like plastic dump uh weights weight plates with the cement in them and you have yeah. them on the sticks. almost like uh, like cement or sand or something yeah, yeah. like inside the and they have like a plastic and, casing and sticks as the handles i remember those on a little but the, my first real memory is when, when i was 10 i got like a pair of 10 pound dumbbells and 
I, I did like all I did all I knew how to do was curls, and that's all I did for like the first three or four years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so, at what point did you? You said that's like around t- age ten. Um, at yeah. what point did you kind of turn that into? Uh, maybe like maybe you're a teenager maybe it's after your teen what point did you kind of start to maybe I guess kind of educate yourself more on training or start taking it serious definitely didn't educate myself until way later but I started taking it a little more seriously maybe around like 14 or 15 probably 15 and then by 16 I was really serious about it like um I like just doing like the football workouts in the summer okay um then I worked out with these older guys I, I was like 16 they're like 24 25 i call them the juiced up guidos okay. <laughs> but they, they would just you know they, they saw me as like some big kid back because i was always like you know a big goof but um they, they kind of took me under their wing like all right try this all right try this and but I, I never really knew what was doing what i was doing and then years later i found out like like form and like what was all like really stupid stuff and like i was making so many mistakes but you know so when they had you kind of trying stuff out during that time was there like did they kind of just notice like man you're strong for the first time or were you kind of like not strong at all and you know did you have like a pretty average start or was it kind of like hey man you 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 picked up some things I don't know you know you picked up some pretty impressive weights or something out the gate and they're kind of like man you know maybe you got potential I mean what was that first uh impression they they're really impressed like um you know I, I could for for certain things like I guess because I did curls for so many years before I, I could I could out curl so one of them um yeah. But uh, yeah, they, they were they're impressed. I think maybe that's why. Like uh, I don't know, when you're young, you're, you think you're kind of a nuisance. But I think they they enjoyed having me around because they they wanted me to like get stronger with them. Yeah. So and that was mostly full body type training. Uh, Had you found out about the grip stuff yet, or that's coming a little bit after? No, uh, that wasn't that wasn't for like another six years, I think. Okay, so there's a while now. What yeah. what was your training like, or what was that period of time like in between? hanging out with the uh with the juiced up guidos is that what you call them yeah okay yeah so with that crew um between that crew and then kind of getting you to where you're at in grip kind of just what took place in that uh that that middle chapter there all right so i guess after it happened like after high school i guess um i was like 19 i'd gotten to pretty decent shape and uh but then i i kept i kept injuring my ankle and re-injuring it and i got some kind of uh a diverticulum was like mm-hmm. I had diverticulum removed so I had like intestinal surgery and just those things kind of discouraged me and I kind of fell off and I didn't do anything for a while I gained a lot of weight like like almost 100 pounds but then um you know like I was still always fascinated by strength and my, me and my dad would like to like mess around just arm wrestle we didn't know how to arm wrestle but he had yeah. these really like thick fingers and hands and wrists and I have pretty skinny ones especially for like my size and yeah. I was like man how can I how can I thicken mine I don't even know there was no purpose to it honestly I don't even know why I decided to google it but uh then I found the uh, the captains of crush hand grippers and uh you know I saw them and I was like oh that's cool then it wasn't until maybe a couple years later that I came back to them and finally ordered them and was checking out the grip board and then just found everything else and just fell in love with the community fell in love with the the sport and it just kept going from there. That seems to be a lot of people's intro is uh, the captains of crush. That's, that's been kind of a common theme when I talk to people um, that that's a lot of people's gateway into the grip world, I guess. Um, when you, 
you said you gained about a hundred pounds. Um, during that time when you kind of fell off for some health reasons or just kind of uh, that lack of motivation, what, what, like I said, there's probably a combination of a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. Um, what was your, what was your heaviest you got to like at your lowest point, you would say not, not lowest body weight, but like you're mentally and physically, you feel like you're at your lowest. Well, it's really like my, my, my actual heaviest when I was 295, that was like winter 2015, but I'd say my lowest point was like, summer of 2019 then when i when i was just like just really feeling like crap i think just all the years of living horribly were catching up with me i okay. just 26 so like things were slowing down and i was like man i just can't not live like this anymore all right gotcha um so what kind of things did you put in place to go from essentially being 300 pounds to basically the tim butler we see today <laughs> A big part of it was just um, honestly just like tracking what I was eating and using an app because like we we eat so many things or drink so many things that have calories and that we don't even think about. And like, even if we were like, oh, I didn't eat too much today. Maybe you didn't think about that juice or your soda or, or I don't know, even, even if you had some salad dressing on your salad and a little too much, like those things just all add up. So I just, uh, at first I wasn't eating that healthy, but I was just kind of tracking. I was still having ramen noodles almost every day, but um yeah just doing that and I started just walking around my neighborhood it, it would be like slow walking maybe like two miles three if I was lucky and over time as your body adapts and you're losing weight and uh, I, I would increase my my walking speed and and the distance and continue with the with the dieting but I would start you know the same concept where I was doing all the work for the grip I was like oh I might as well get overall healthy and like strong I was like oh I might as well like reap all the benefits and eat non-crap while I'm at it you know I still eat some crap it's like maybe like 80 20 yeah but you know you have to to stay sane <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it can definitely get a little boring um I'm kind of honest I'm going up a weight class but it's been harder and harder for me to continuously cut down and get down below like 200 pounds or even Right now, if I wanted to get down to 205, it's becoming a little more effort. And uh, yeah, I'm not eating the cleanest right now. And I don't necessarily care too much, but I'm also not like going crazy or, you know, I'm not going to, you're not going to see me in a couple months and I'm like 250 and out of shape or just falling apart or something weird. But, uh, but yeah, I, I kind of know what you mean. You give yourself a little bit of slack, but at the same time, there's the discipline that keeps you able to perform, feeling good. and you don't like fall off the wagon completely. Exactly. Um, and, um, you know, I, if someone that's always struggled with my weight, like I, I have, I lack self-control sometimes. So if I'm not just aware all the time and thinking about it, not everyone has to do this, but I do personally, then like, I can very easily just like down like 6,000 calories in a day. Like, and, yeah. Like, and I could do it next day too. If I'm, and, but so I don't you just want, go on a binge. <laughs> yeah, I don't. And I, I make sure that I don't do that. Um, I'm I'm getting better at finding a happy medium though, like as I'm getting more experience with it, but uh I still have to be careful because that 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 kid inside me is still there, you know. Yeah, it's kind of a slippery slope. And you can yeah. uh you you can definitely kind of fall, you know, yeah, you start going and one day turns to two, next thing you know, it's all week and whatever. But no, I'm I'm glad you're like staying on track with everything. And uh like I said, we see you doing the stuff you're doing today. We see the physique and the way you lift and everything, or I assume most people tuning in would would kind of already be familiar with you to some extent if they're not then well they're going to find out and they're going to see your stuff but uh most people would look at a lot of the feats you do 
um, a lot of the lifts you do, even if it's your basic body strength and training. And uh, like I said, the leanness, when you do your cuts and you're in your lean and you're down around 200 pounds or even sub 200, um, they might find it hard to believe that. And, and I'm taking this from a conversation that we've had previously. Um, but I believe you said at one point, like walking basically saved your life. In a way. Yeah. Is, like, is that kind of, you know, fairly accurate? Um, I, I mean, I'd say in a way grip because that led to me walking, which okay. me like, yeah, because, um, I, I guess I started losing the weight, um, in September, 2019. And then August of 2020, I, uh, and I had, I got like a really bad near fatal, uh, double lung infection. Like the doctors were even saying, like, I, I was lucky to be alive. I, they didn't know okay. if I was going to be able to yeah. Uh, walk without supplemental oxygen ever again stuff like that so like if I hadn't made those changes I was still like you know very overweight um and I also was smoking cigarettes too I I quit that in that during that whole transformation too I I really I don't think I would have been I would be alive right now really okay so yeah like my whole point with that was just basically saying that you know for somebody that maybe is at a low point bouncing back from an injury somebody that thinks, man, I could never be that guy. I could never reach that level. Or even if it's just them versus them, they might not see themselves as being able to really improve, but you're essentially saying just the simplest things of like, okay, I kind of got into these grippers. I got into grip that made me want to be a little healthier. Uh, Walking was a contributing factor. Uh, You helped your nutrition. I mean, there's a lot of pieces that go into it, but walking is a big, um, big thing. Cause like almost unless you have like some kind of injury, like almost anyone can, can do it. Like, you know, you don't yeah. have to go crazy with it and you could improve on it, you know, a little bit every day, you go, go, even if it's like 50 more steps or whatever, like that, like it's something that's very easy to start and, and progress with. And it's just a great exercise. Yeah. I just thought that was worth mentioning, you know, because we, we see like you curling uh fat man blobs, by the face facelifting these crazy blobs you said like you're deadlifting excess 600 pounds um it's hard for people to probably imagine you being overweight at a point where your you know health is in you know like a real dangerous situation and you basically are using something as simple as just going for a walk today and uh, that kind of bringing you back to basically being like the superhuman you are now or all the stuff that people would consider being superhuman um but a lot of it kind of goes back to that just foundational kind of like one foot in front of the other. I know it sounds cliche, but, uh, but it's so true. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. So that, and and you're basically like living proof of that. So I think that's something good for listeners to, uh, to pick up on, you know, I've had injuries. Um, but there's really never a good time to be injured or sick or whatever the case is. And, uh, it never, I mean, it never seems to, like I said, it's not going to hit you at a good time. Oh, it's real convenient for me to, break my leg or you know, whatever, you know, whatever the injury is. Um, so injuries suck, but yeah, I think that that kind of message, whether it be someone that's maybe overweight, struggling with motivation, maybe struggling with injury, that, there's a broad spectrum that that kind of covers, but basically something as simple and easily trackable as walking could uh, almost get you moving in the right direction. And that's the biggest example or that you're like, that's one of the big things I wanted to key in on off that uh, story of yours is that, you know, uh, yeah, it's like, just get up and do something. 
Exactly. Just and, a little bit more than you did the day before. And it doesn't have to be much like don't don't overthink it. Don't like just look at your goal and be like, I want I have to go from here to here right away. Just baby steps. Yeah. So aside from that, so you you kind of use the walking, um, the grip, the wanting just overall better, better physique, better strength, better health coming from that kind of like, I guess you could say like near death experience. Would that be? Yeah. Yeah. Technically. I mean, I I had, I had a a little bit of a mental breakdown. I was in the ICU. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean, it's scary, scary stuff. Um, when, when, you know, when you, when you don't know the outcome, it's not like you can predict the future. So, I mean, you don't, you know, a lot of things can go one way or the other and, uh, you don't really know until you're in those moments. And, uh, you know, so glad you made it through all that. And then when you, kind of pursue your fitness journey after that what's that look like okay you know you you start dropping the weight you kind of get back um because you because after that you've never really fallen off again correct you've pretty much kind of stayed the course yeah stayed stayed the course just with some bumps along the way like you know like out of my control bumps mm-hmm. but but like I, I never I always like stuck to to my regimen like and uh I didn't give I didn't give up as much as much as I really thought I was going to at one point in 2021 but uh, is there anything specific that was like I, you don't have to go into anything personal if you don't want to but is no, there anything I, during that time that maybe like someone could relate to um is there a specific thing that maybe triggered that or um well no I mean it was just the just the setback after setback I guess so I guess just no matter how many times you get knocked down as cliche this that is just get back up and, and keep going because you know, I had the, that hospital thing, and um, then a few months later, I was moving out the couch, and I got a hernia. I had to get a surgery on that, and then literally the week that I was like recovered enough from that, I, I played basketball and I totally tore my ACL and my medial meniscus. So it was wow. just, like, yeah, it was just, it was just a lot. But yeah. like, when it rains, it pours, <laughs> kind of thing. But I, I just, I just stuck to my plan and did like even if you get an injury, I guess, as long as it's not like, you know, like something where you can't move at all, like still do what you can. Like, I know it's not, it's not as good as what you really want to do, but like just kind of keeping yourself busy and do something. Maybe you can make, get and make a PR and some kind of stupid lift with your offhand or who knows, like try to find something to kind of at least keep you a little bit into it. Even if like the passion is starting to go away a bit, uh, the, the injury and your time, your downtime is temporary. And if you, just try and keep that flame going. It'll, it'll work out for you. Okay. So as you're, as you're basically like back on track, so to speak from that, when, when did you do your first grip competition? Was it like before that, after that, when exactly did you start competing? Like, so you did this like event kind of occur in the middle of you doing competitions and other stuff, or had you not competed yet? Yeah, no, I competed. I'd actually okay. before the the first the lung thing, I, I just won uh ninety three kilogram class at nationals in twenty. Okay. Yeah. And then three weeks later, that that all happened. My first competition was that was also a jet um in February of two thousand seventeen. So I so you've been doing this about six years now competitively. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy to say that. It feels like it still feels like I've only been in it for a couple of years, but I guess I'm kind of a bit of a veteran at this point. Yeah. No, I mean that's I like I said, as somebody newer coming into it and kind of already seeing you, your lift, your names and other stuff ahead of time. Um, yeah. I, you're, you're younger. Cause we're, I mean, you're what, 30 years old. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're actually a little younger than I am, but just your 
time in the sport and the things that you've already done, it kind of, in my mind, almost, yeah, places you in my head, almost like leaning towards that veteran category. Like if some new guy shows up to a competition at this point, they're not looking at Tim Butler and being like, Oh yeah, that's a new guy. Or yeah, he's, he's fairly new. It's like, you've kind of been on the scene for a minute now. So I don't think that anybody views you as the new guy. Um, So you've competed, you had the, the setbacks, you've bounced back to competing. Um, What would you say competition wise has probably been your favorite moment you've had. And I know it's hard because uh, maybe, maybe we can separate it because you're much like me in the fact that we like comp we like competition, but we also like doing a lot of feats and there's no competition for that. Like it's kind of a freestyle. There's no real way, you know, other than documenting it and knowing what you did, um, personal goals, basically personal endeavors. Um, yeah. But so if we just limit it to competition moment, not like post comp, no, like after feats, if I just say during competition, a competition lift, a certain moment, a certain win, what, in your grip career stands out the most to you or what are you kind of the most uh, happy with? Um, I guess it's, it's a bit of a tie between two. First one, I I guess is winning uh, nationals in my weight class. uh, Cause like I was up against some pretty uh, tough competition and I, I, I don't always, (laughs) I don't usually have the best competition performance and, that one went went pretty well. So, like, I guess the, that overall performance and and being able to take the weight class uh, was was a good moment. And then the other one was uh, the uh, the uh, little big horn lift at King Kong last year because it okay. got, got me a, a trophy, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, you got one of the gorilla trophies, yeah, right? I didn't even know I was going to get that one, but and and then I think um, I believe they're not making them anymore. They're not doing them anymore due to costs and stuff like that. So. Oh. I think last year might have been the last time to get one. Um, or 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 maybe they're doing it for like uh like the overall winners, but they're making less of them. I, I forget. I please nobody freak out if I'm wrong on that. Um, but yeah, I think just the amount of like uh the sculptures that were getting broken or lost in the mail or the price that it cost to produce them. I think I remember Eric basically saying that that's why they were going away from them and they were switching over to metals. So if they are still doing the gorillas for next year, okay, maybe I'm wrong on how many they're doing or what it's for, but I'm pretty sure that last year was the last chance to get one. So good time to pull that lift off. Um, <laughs> if you want a gorilla trophy. <laughs> so um, what, what was that lift? Like two fifty nine or what? It's exactly what it was. It was? Okay. Yeah. I'm, go- I'm going off memory, but like I said, I, I got, I got kind of a weird memory sometimes. So I'm, I'm good at that, that kind of stuff. So two fifty nine, And that was not only uh a competition PR for you that was the biggest lift that year in King Kong in general. Yeah. 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 Because that's a, uh, for anybody that is not familiar, um, King Kong is one of the biggest like running grip competitions that's multi venue for GSI, but uh, they're all single handed events. So you won't be, you won't be finding uh Axel or Saxon, the two handed events like that. So it's always a one handed type deal. So for Tim to lift 259 pounds, I think it's the second most ever lifted on it. Yeah, 265. Competition. 265 is number one. Okay. So you're second all time in that lift, and uh, you just did that last year. So that's something that uh, I'm sure you've probably been gunning for 
I mean, no, nobody necessarily likes to be number two or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I was hoping for, I was hoping to take the record, but it didn't work out that time. Yeah. But <laughs> with, uh, with that implement being contested, and we're talking about the Iron Mind Little Bighorn here, um, with that implement being contested as much as it is, or kind of uh, standing the test of time, it's been around for, it's been around for a while and it doesn't seem to be phased out or replaced by anything. So I think we're going to see it um, continue to be used. So do you feel pretty good about your chances of uh, taking that record in the future? Is that a goal of yours? Um, I mean, it would be, but I guess there would have to be a competition that I'm going to that would have it because I know this year for King Kong, it's the jug instead that, that I hope I can get the record on, but uh, yeah, I know he- heavy hands is having a little big horn, right? Yeah. But I don't, I don't think I'm going to be able to make the travel. That's all good. Yeah. Hey, I might, I might surprise you last minute. If, I don't if want you 100% do, it, say no. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you do pop up at Heavy Hands, man, um, 93 is the class to be at because there's like eight or nine signups in that class alone. Oh, man. And uh, like Eric and some, you know, I think Zach Ebel from Canada are coming down are pretty strong. Um, yeah, Eric's a beast. Uh, John Fulber from Maryland, who did like the Maryland Strongest Hand, and he like had a big Saxon lift at the Arnold, and he's all around strong guy so he's at 93 so yeah, if you were to like okay. if, if you were to like dive in and uh, join that class it would be pretty pretty wild um so I, yeah no pressure on you at all but there is a little bighorn there and yeah uh, it is called my name a little bit you know? <laughs> so we'll, we'll 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 see what happens um but do you have any other i know you said you want to set maybe the jug record um both yeah. of those both of those being vertical lifts um I uh, I had a talk with Luke Raymond not too long ago, and he's also another guy that's very good at vertical lifts like mm-hmm. yourself. And uh, I kind of asked him, I said, you know, some people just have a knack for things like they put their hands on it and it just feels right. When you first started pulling little bighorn and the jug or doing these vertical lifts, did it feel like a natural wrist position for you? Or is that something that you really had to like, adjust yourself to that lift yeah i i had to adjust myself a lot um okay like i'm trying to think of time the time frames i think like i was i got up I, when i first did it i think i got like 170 pounds 160 pounds or something like that okay. and then after like a year i got to around 200 but i was stuck there for another few years i think that's where i'm at right now <laughs> I, I think i think when you were stuck at 200 that's about what I've been doing. Um, I, I climbed, like you just said, I probably went from like, I don't know, pulling three plates on it, like 145, 150 ish, the first time ever on like a slick one to, I can hit that 200 or low twos, but for me to really crack 220 plus or something like that hasn't happened yet. And it's been uh kind of a frustrating lift for me. So I think I'm stuck in that law you're talking about right now. So hopefully I can get a breakthrough like you did at some point or have something click. But for now, I'm I'm hovering around that 200 mark and lucky to get there someday. So um, yeah, it's it's a weird one. Like I I feel like like um there's like I create like so much specific tension. I have like specific angles and um like I, it, even I can't even replicate it every time. Like when I I know when it's good, but like it's hard for me to like get that perfect ideal place but when it is good it's really good so it's yeah. like the smallest like millimeter of a difference in any any of your fingers or whatever can make a difference so it's just a really weird lift that i think the more you kind of like really try and analyze well 
sometimes we'll overthink it and then it'll make it do worse but i guess you have to find that happy medium yeah Yeah. i have certain lifts like that like sometimes i'll almost set my hand perfect everything is almost like a ritual when i do it and there's like this big setup and then other times i'm like i'm just walking up and pulling this thing because if i fuck around too long and take five seconds to set my hand i'm gonna i'm basically gonna ruin the lift so there are certain things that i kind of uh I guess I kind of baby the position a little bit and I kind of make sure that everything's perfect. And then there's other things where I'm like, I just got to go and I just have to lift this thing. So that, that one's probably uh, like you said, finding that happy medium for it. But Luke shared kind of the same, same thing. Just, it wasn't natural to him. It just took a lot of uh, dialing in and just figuring your body out, figuring out how to maximize the position and, really just spending time with it, which is probably what I've been lacking because I kind of hit that same 200 wall. You get mad and then I'm like, throw this thing away. I'll go do some other stuff. And then I'll get back to 200. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I I probably, there's probably a lot of stuff I need to be paying attention to with my hand, my setup, position, stance. And uh, it's probably just going to take me a little more time before I can, I'm not saying I'm going to lift what you lift, I just mean to like, and just but 240 or something like I, I would, I would just, I would love to get to like 220 or be in the 220s at some point. That would be kind of like a benchmark for me. If mm-hmm. I get 230, 240s and go higher, cool, but I would be happy just to consistently pull 220s on that. And right now, I think my PR is like 212. Um, in competition, it's like 200 flat, but um, yeah, I've, I've very seldom pulled over 200 consistently. It'll be a good day. I'll pull 200. It'll be a bad day. I'm in like the 190s and I'm want to throw the thing through the wall. <laughs> it seems to be like the barrier for a lot of people is that 200 barrier on there. Yeah. So with uh, with that attention to detail, is there any other, I know we mentioned that that lift didn't necessarily come natural and you had to really like adjust yourself to that implement and hone in a certain technique for it that still is even hit or miss sometimes. Um, is there any lifts that you just took to naturally when you started doing grip, they just felt right. Or you just, you just felt effortless. Like, man, you just touched it and it was good to go. I mean, I, I guess like, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't say like it felt super easy, but like definitely felt better than a lot of, like felt less awkward than a lot of other ones. Like, I, I guess because it's pretty straightforward, thick bar felt pretty good. Like the, the two and a half inch crusher was my first uh, rolling handle. And then blobs, like I, I love blobs from the very beginning. It, <laughs> that was kind of like my first thing was like, I obviously you see competitions, but like the first feat I really kind of like keyed in on was like, I want to lift the fat man blob. So I was just obsessed trying to track down a fat man blob. I didn't know anything about grip training hardly, but that was like the first thing. It was like fat man blob, inch dumbbell. Those are the two things I'm going after. And I got the blob first. And uh, so I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to say it felt natural, but I don't know. I just liked it so much that I didn't care how many times I didn't lift it. I would just come back with like the same energy each session, just, yeah. just wanting to do it. Um, so just, I'm going to keep going on that subject line with, uh, with you kind of liking the blobs or the inch bells. And a, a lot of us in the grip world like that those are kind of two staples that uh like my favorite and i think yours too <laughs> yeah no it is yeah I, I i could lift those every day now i'm 
I don't even want to hardly say this, but my blobs have taken a big hit recently. So um, I, I don't know, maybe it's just some fatigue, maybe some other stuff I got to work out in my training, but for somebody that's lifted the blobs I have or what people are expecting to see me lift uh, my blobs have fallen off. So I've been like in a rut real bad recently. So I'm almost like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to tell people what, what I'm stuck at or what I'm lifting currently because they're like, Hey man, you're working on blobzilla. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Sure. I'm working on blobzilla. And it's like my fat man won't even move off the ground that day. And I'm like, Oh man, like this is bad. But, I've had uh, phases like that. So I feel like it's yeah. kind of just normal, but it's frustrating. Yeah. And then yeah. I feel kind of embarrassing because like you said, like people are expecting like you to do this and like just your condition at the moment is like, ah, I don't know about that. Yeah. It's weird because it's, it's such a crazy thing. I mean, it's grip is so weird like that or so unique to our kind of world because very rarely, I mean, we're, I'm excluding injuries and other stuff. I'm talking about, you know, maybe there's a little fatigue, blah, blah, blah. But like a guy's not going to be like a thousand pound squatter. And then, oh, he's fatigued. And now he can't even stand up with 500 pounds. It's yeah. like, no, it's, it's not going to drop off like that. We're like, with some of these grip challenges, you could have a blob that you've cleaned before. And then like a couple of days later, I can't even get it off the ground yeah yep exactly. so I'm, it's like i can't even get air under the thing and it's like dude i've cleaned this thing so <laughs> grip can be that like i don't know that up and down sometimes and right now i guess for blobs man i'm i'm on the downswing but what you've been doing um you've basically been dominating blobzilla which i would say there's probably less than 20 people that have ever lifted it i'm not saying that i'm not saying there's not more people that could lift it just who have <laughs> they're out there i'm just saying who has lifted it we're probably talking less than 20 people at this point and is that that's almost become a regular lift for you right now correct yeah if as long as i'm not feeling like super fatigued i can i can lift but you know it does, it's not always right away sometimes it'll take a few warm-ups because uh you know like we, we don't have me and you don't have gigantic hands so like it's a big stretch for us so i feel like sometimes i almost have to like stretch my hand a bit and get some warm-ups and like kind of get some flexibility going and then I'll find my sweet spot and then then it'll come up and uh you also lifted have you lifted your napalm blob or you haven't you, you don't you don't feel fully confident with that lockout or I think I think the 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 newest like one that I got I, I I'm content with okay I, I put it up on my YouTube I guess I maybe i didn't put up on the other one but i want a better one i guess the definitely i want a better one where yeah i don't you always uh you always kind of want to put the stamp on it or put that like exclamation point on the feet like that way there's no doubt but yeah. i mean these but these for anybody that's listening in i mean lifting blobzilla if i mean if you don't already get it that less than 20 people have ever lifted it um going up and beyond that especially like tim said um we like lifting blobs, but me and Tim don't necessarily have the biggest hands. I think you can do some things with your thumb where you like do the facelifts or something. Flexibility. Yeah. In there. You, you, I think you beat me on flexibility because I can't facelift anything, but for anyone listening in the, the blobs that Tim is talking about lifting are ridiculous for any human to lift. But when they have eight inch hands or less than eight inch hands there, I mean, how many guys are touching blobzilla or, higher blobs than that with less than eight inch hands i mean we're talking a handful of guys it, i mean the list the list gets way shorter i mean we got let's say we say it's roughly 
a little bit under 20 people that have lifted Blobzilla. If you were to take hand measurements, who's under eight, it's like going to end up being five people. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. It's going to kill that list a lot. So I just want people to understand the, the level of blob lifting you're doing and not allowing your hand size to be an excuse for that either. Mm-hmm. You're, you're lifting some of the, I mean, heaviest blobs there are with, I mean, above average hands, but not like not huge. gigantic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think um, it's, that's important to, to say because um, people, you know, limit themselves before even trying something. And I didn't like initially. I didn't think I was ever going to lift Blobzilla. I didn't even have it as a list on my uh, feet on my list. But then I saw that guy. He's not in the scene anymore. But Daniel Raynard, he okay. just uh, like a normal kind of guy with our sized hands. He lifted it, and then Luke Raymond lifted it, and like that kind of like like maybe it is possible for me and like i thought it was gonna be like a lifelong goal and you know like i just kept working at it and i hit it way sooner than i expected and i after even when i was lifting it i think i told some people yeah now i'm never gonna go bigger than that and now i might be getting the the blob father pretty soon a 140 and like i didn't think i'd even be getting the blobzilla so don't let if you don't have huge hands you know don't don't just write it off right away you know yeah, and uh, there was one point I wanted to hit on there too. That it, it might be an issue of mine that you just kind of brought up as you talked about how like it might take you a minute to kind of find your sweet spot and you're stretching your hands and stuff like that. I almost wonder if, uh, and this is just me kind of theorizing on the spot, doing a little conspiracy here. Um, okay. uh, if I almost wonder if me putting so much emphasis on lifting inch bells and kind of having my hand tighten and in a smaller space i almost feel like i've i haven't been hitting that wider range as often with mm. blobs and i feel like my hands have almost kind of tightened up so, yeah. and i feel i feel like my blobs have taken a hit and that, and that might be it like you just kind of brought up stretching and it kind of just a light bulb went off it's like maybe my hands are uh i don't know just wound up a little too tight or maybe i'm trying to like uh too much emphasis on one area of training and i'm not getting that hands on that those those whips i'm not getting that stretch that you're kind of talking about yeah i, think, I don't know what you think that's true or i i mean i i don't know for sure but i i would i would i would try stretching out your hands man and just kind of see because i yeah. when I, I i can't go right to blobs like i could just feel like it just doesn't feel right doesn't feel as strong doesn't feel in good position so that the theory could be right that's never something that i that i thought about but yeah i've only been thinking about it because i've had such bad blob sessions and i'm just like why do my like my why do these blobs just feel bigger why did my hands feel tighter i why do i feel weaker i don't i'm like not getting it but then like i've also had like better bell sessions yeah you looked at the 90 not too long ago yeah so i've I've picked up some heavier inch bells and i kind of feel like man maybe i've just put a little more of my percentage of training over here and i've kind of slacked on the blobs whereas i had that passion for climbing the ladder once i kind of hit a plateau maybe i've stepped away from them and maybe my hands have just kind of adapted to that where, where, you know, Hey, you haven't been hitting blobs two or three times a week and getting your hand opened up. And now you're kind of, uh, I don't know. I'm back. I don't say I'm like starting over, but I need to go to like blob rehab. <laughs> but uh, I, I have those kinds of phases too. Like sometimes, like you, like you said, you plateau at one and then you put some more interest towards others and then you get some movement there. So you get more into that and kind of put the others on the back burner and then you come back to it. And then you, but uh 
I, I'm sure your blobs will come back soon. I would I, I, hope, I would try to like it stretch or at least do some give the blobs a little more love. Yeah, I'm I, I I'm gonna have to, but uh, I'll I'll keep you updated on that as it happens. But yeah, right now, I think at one point we were talking about not necessarily racing to Blobzilla, but we kind of had like uh, that was next on our list because we had lifted a 125 legacy. And then you're just like Blobzilla every day, um, lifting the 135, and I'm just kind of sitting there like, man, my my fat man's not leaving the ground. Like I gotta look, I gotta look the other way. I don't even want to, I don't even want to see what Tim's doing. Oh, but, uh, but no, and like not not like in a place of like being jealous or anything. Like I'm, I'm, I'm super happy for you lifting it and stuff. It's just like feeling bad about my own lifts where I'm like, man, I just I'll go take it out on these bells or something else because blobs aren't in it right now and. I'm like a blob person, you know, so um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the, uh, with the poster um, that, uh, that that's what uh, Joe drew up for me. Uh, Joe Hodgson from Australia. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Thing. That, that's good. what he drew. So it's like a, like blob zombie is like Rob zombie, but with blob and uh, yeah, the hands coming out of the ground, but it has a blob in it. So great. That's, I love it. I love that. It's in the background of your show. That's, perfect <laughs> so I'm, I'm i'm very happy that joe drew that for me and it turned out as well as it did so yeah um so if you can't tell definitely like lifting the blobs and stuff like that it's just right now they've been kicking my ass so i gotta reprogram and figure something out um what's speaking of that that lane because like we kind of talked about your competition moments what um what's probably your favorite feat and it doesn't necessarily have to be the biggest feat you've done maybe it was like the first time you did something and that sticks with you. And it means more like the yeah. first time I lifted a fat man is probably more meaningful to me than when I lifted a 125 legacy. It's just, you know, so maybe a first time lift, it, it's your own opinion or your own interpretation of what, what feet means the most to you. And there can be different reasons for it, but what kind of a, what kind of list do you have there or what can you narrow that down to? Yeah, definitely. Um, one comes to mind right away. Uh, the, uh, just lifting, uh, just the next gen by the face honestly that took me like four or five years like i tore my thumb like at least a dozen times really bad one time i was doing negatives with it and like my, my father was on the on speakerphone in the other room so i didn't want to be loud with it so i was like you know not letting it make a loud noise and for one of them i didn't get my finger un from underneath when it came down i fractured my fingertip <laughs> so just like yeah. all, all that battling um uh, uh when i finally got it it, it just I, I was really happy with that i guess okay so next next gen by the face yeah and then I, I had no idea i'd be able to take it so many steps further after that but just lifting it was was like a huge thing for me at the time yeah and, and i don't i don't want to say like i hate putting a label on something or like a blanket statement saying like this guy's the greatest ever or this guy's the best because it's like there's always other people mill, you know, milling around out there that can do stuff or that, you know, when you say solo, like this person's the best, it's a big statement, but you have to be right up there with some of the best um, blob lifters, like by the face, like you're like for your hand size, especially now I get it. If somebody has a larger hand size and that a lot, I mean, that's a very uh, hand size dependent lift. It is. Yeah. So I guess it's Definitely, like, uh, that, that's the one thing I guess sucks that I used that one. I wasn't really thinking is that, like, not everyone will be able to lift a blob that size by the face, but I guess just because I trained so hard for it, that's why I mentioned it. But, uh, 
yeah like um they they very they are very hand size dependent i think it's maybe but from what i've seen like brian shaw and thomas larson are the two people that are better at lifting things by the face thomas larson lifted blobzilla by the face which is ridiculous yeah um, but uh and then i think he curled it i he curled blobzilla I thought I thought he picked it up by the face and curled it. I'm not. I don't remember seeing that. I, okay. I went, yeah. I, I, once again, <laughs> once again, I'm I'm going off memory, and I, I could be a little off, but I thought that he. Uh, I, I know he definitely face lifted it, like you Maybe mentioned. He it. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. We we'll have to double check it. So, because um, I, I don't just, know if, yeah, if Thomas Larson checks the show out and hears this, uh, shoot us the link of you either doing it or not doing it. Um, but. Uh, that dude's but, a monster though. <laughs> but no, yeah, and uh definitely super strong guy and uh that strength with the hand size for those style of lifts. Um it, it's it's tough to match. I mean, there, you have to have hands that size to even begin to have that strength, but um yeah, it it's a tough one for me because we have similar sized hands and I can basically just give like a high five to a next gen mm-hmm. and I can't even really get any purchase on the outside corners, so I'm like, yeah, I'll clean it. I'll do all this other stuff with it, but grabbing it by the face is almost just like off the books for me. Yeah, it's weird. Like, like I, I stretch in a way where it's like I'd say like ninety percent of the power is just these three, and like my pinky and um, pointer finger are hardly really doing anything. Maybe I'll get a little bit my pointer, but it's mostly just I get into position where I'm just able to like I don't know. It's the flexibility, man. I got weird hands. <laughs> uh, it's effective for that. Yeah, um, for that, but you know, we're not going to see any blob by the face competitions anytime soon. Well, and and that's why I say there's like the competition route, and then there's also just your own like personal endeavor and challenges, like the feats route. And you're somebody that's performed well at both. Um, and usually, if you're good at feats, you're probably going to do well at competition stuff. It doesn't, you know, doesn't always mean it's going to go well. But a lot of hold your own at least. Yeah, a lot of times if you're doing a feat, it's like it can't really be manipulated too much, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like if you lift the inch dumbbell, you're you're probably going to do okay on a rolling handle. Yeah. It's, it's if not... you can lift heavier blobs, a pinch block's probably going to be you're going to be okay. So I, but I think that sometimes when you reverse that, it's not necessarily the case. Like some people will be better at rolling handles and maybe they miss a component that would help them lift the inch dumbbell. Or maybe some guys are really good on a pinch block, but when you stretch their hand out to a blob, they don't get that kind of carryover going out. Like the wider, like the wider uh, for pinching, I guess, like the wider grip can kind of translate to your narrow, but I don't think narrow ever really translates and carries over to wider. It's it's always been hard for me to say personally, because my watch has always been so much better than my narrow. Like that that's yeah. the thing that I, I struggled with the most was a, like anything, I guess, under the, under like two and a half inches. Like I just, it, it took a lot of training to like get that, that, that like there's a point where my, my three inch was stronger than my two inch with some certain lifts. Yeah. But uh, I, I think that again, goes to just to my hand structure, like where like, I don't know, narrower just feels like feel a less strong position when it's more narrow and a stronger one with more open hand. No, it makes it makes sense, man. And uh, I guess that's what's good about grip, though, is we just have so many different things we can dive off on, or that's what makes competition so fun or feats so much fun is that there's just so much variety in it. Um, do you have any 
upcoming feats aside from like maybe landing a cleaner lift on your napalm blob the 135 legacy do you have any other feats on your radar that you can talk about um i have a few like the like they're i'm like close to them i just haven't quite gotten them uh they're not like insane insane ones like i I guess that or not not ones that are popular but um i guess cleaning blobzilla i i I didn't think i wanted to clean it but now i'm starting to get like some good momentum with it so i I think because i hurt this wrist i don't want to like hurt it bad but if you can get it like high enough enough momentum you don't you're not really risking that because sometimes i do like a weird like jerk clean and that's like a lot on the wrist but i can't really do that anymore um a transfer with the with the next gen by the face um transfer with the the iron grip monster the half 125 iron grip blob um what else uh i guess ho- hopefully sometime in the next couple of weeks i want to get like a, a body weight inch dumbbell lift so either, either like a little weight added to my 190 or maybe the the 174 with like 20 pounds added or something like that yeah and that's a that's a super tough lift i mean i'm sure everybody can I don't need to tell anybody how hard that is. They should probably already kind of know that, but yeah, to lift a, a body weight inch dumbbell lift is pretty, pretty rare. Yeah. I mean, you, you, I mean, you're talking about a guy that would have to be 172 pounds or less lifting the actual inch dumbbell, or you're talking about a guy like yourself, who's going to either add that 20 or 30 pounds on the inch dumbbell or to a heavier inch style dumbbell that they have. I mean, that's uh just super, super tough. I mean, super elite goals, but like I said, seeing everything you've already done and you just keep climbing the list, uh, the list, not, not surprising. I just was curious because like I said, I want, I, I want, I want to know what you're, what you kind of got in the works because yeah. we'll I, I've, I've seen, you seem to be at a strong point. I mean, you're pulling like double inch lifts. You're like balancing stuff on double inch lifts. You're pulling heavier bells than the inch you're lifting blobzilla all this at the same time. And I'm like, he's he's kind of in a hot streak or it seems like you're you're really rolling right now do you feel that way it's weird i in some ways i do and in other ways i feel like my body's on the brink of falling apart <laughs> like some i don't even know how i have like a damaged pulley in here and like i don't know i have like some some aches and different fingers but like uh i guess that's kind of normal with grip you're always having little things you're working around yeah but I, I definitely I, I am feeling like pretty strong uh i was hitting a point where i was feeling kind of kind of weak but then i started increasing my caloric intake and it's been a few weeks of that now now i'm feeling pretty good um i did forget i i do i do want to clean the inch also and it would be cool if i could do that under 200 pounds because yeah that, that, that knock, would... uh, knock ben helms down <laughs> yeah no i love you ben. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no i mean yeah somebody that i mean First off, even if you weighed like 205, it would be insane because you'd still be the lightest at that point if you pulled that feet off. But yeah, um, uh, cleaning the inch dumbbell is uh, something that I-, I would love to see you pull off and I would love to see it at I- anything close to 200. But yeah, I'd be happy you- at any body weight, honestly. But if I could do it under 200, that'd be even better. But yeah, that's like the cherry on top. Yeah, yeah for, even for if I was like 215, I'd still be happy. Like, <laughs> Yeah, then, then Ben would probably get psychotic and like start cutting weight and... <laughs> You know, like do like a specific sabotage in the competition. (laughs) (laughs) So um, if that's kind of like your main, um, your main things you're pursuing on the feet side of things, 
Yeah. I know, you, I know you mentioned the jug coming up at King Kong and that being a good lift for you because it's a vertical bar. What's yeah. your um, future competition run look like? Like here these next few months or to end the rest of this year? What uh, what kind of competitions do you have your eyes set on? Um, I Other than King Kong, I'm not sure. I, I think there's there's going to be another grip miss this year or maybe that's in January now. But I haven't haven't really like I know there's a bunch of ones coming up next month, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be away and I have a wedding. So all all when all the fun competitions are going on, I'm not available, which kind of sucks. But uh yeah, I, right now the only one I know for sure is King Kong. Okay. And that's how do you feel about the events overall for you in that? Um I run down the event list. Yeah, what, what do we I know we have uh the Iron Mine Blockbuster, that that one. That one's go. I'm I'm pretty doing pretty good with that. My my strongest I've been on that one. I, I hadn't touched it for a long time because you know no, it was never being contested. But now that it, that was uh, when I came back to, it, I got like I think like 15 pounds more than I did a number of years back. So that's pretty good. Uh, what what what's the other events we have? The, the jug. I'm feeling really good about that one. It's like little bighorn except it's not tapered, so I feel like I can find my sweet spot a lot more easily, and okay. I can be more yeah. consistent uh finish ball i'm terrified of uh because every time i try to pull a max on that i like get nerve damage in my finger and i can't feel it for like a month and i don't even know if i want to like i i'm, I'm kind of like I, I might just like half-ass that event at this point because it seems like like I, I don't know yeah just pull something to like not fall off too much yeah or... get like 70 or 80 pounds or something like that <laughs> just 70 or 80 <laughs> that's still, still a good lift man um <laughs> what's the other oh yeah the crusher duh um crusher that, yeah it's this thick bar so i'm i'm like i'm not like the the top of the the, the group of guys like i'm like i'm near the top but not, not yeah the top. So I, I, I think we're both kind of similar in that regard with yeah. the crusher we're kind of like not the top guys but we're kind of at the bottom of the top guys yeah like, exactly yeah I got exactly. we can't hang with the big dogs we can yeah. still like you, you can't say that my rolling handle lifts are average but i'm also not really like cream of the crop you know exactly. there's a lot of people out lifting me on it but i don't suck at it but man there's just so many strong people on that on that kind of lift um so we're talking about future feats future competitions now like i said you can take this wherever you want it because it's uh like i said it's, it's like your time, basically. Okay. Um, I'm going off of your future goals. Oh, okay. You're, you're talking about um, getting the house and you put in parentheses, no more yellow room of pain. So yeah. uh, do you, do you want to kind of like uh, explain well, that one more? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be buying the house probably sometime in 2025. So uh I'm going to be moving all my stuff and we won't be seeing the yellow room of pain anymore. But um, I, because I, I was just trying to think of like any kind of big transitions coming up and then that that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. And anyone who's uh, not familiar with the yellow room of pain, I, I would say I'm the one that came up with that. I think pretty, you are. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just started saying that to you because it's like, man, if, if you guys haven't seen where Tim lifts typically, and most of you probably have, but you'll still probably like to hear it described again. But it's a room where there is yellow walls everywhere. Yeah. The, the blinds are completely just trashed. All messed it, up. It, we'll get into that. A lot of people on YouTube hate the hate Tim's blinds. They don't like that they're messed up. 
Um, so we'll, we'll get to that next. But uh, for just the yellow room, I mean, there's chalk everywhere. It is a grip gym. There's weights. There's bars. It's, I mean, chalk dust all over the place. And it's just yellow walls. So I was just like, that's the yellow room of pain. And like, just started saying like, that's where Tim Butler lifts is the yellow room of pain. And um, it just kind of stuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, those are like classics. Um, so many of your feet, so many of your lifts are done there that, yeah, if, if, if you, if, if you do move on and like, I, like, I hope everything goes well with uh, future moving and other stuff and whatever you have in the works, but it will bum me out a little bit when that background changes and you're like lifting the blob father, but I don't see that yellow, that yellow background, or I don't get those lines. Yeah. It's, it's going to bum me out, man. But yeah, it, if if it's better for you and that's the, that's a, that's a, a move of progress, then yeah, I want that for you. But at the same time, man, too many classics have been done in that, that yellow room. There Um, are a lot of good memories that room, but so it'll be nice to have like enough space for my equipment. So there won't be like just weights on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I, it's an addiction to stuff so like you know I, I just kept getting equipment and then i'd have some outside during the warmer months and get more equipment and then time comes when i have to bring some of the stuff inside i'm like oh yeah. man i don't have any space <laughs> yeah because you're i mean you're in new jersey so i mean it gets, it gets fairly cold. cold yeah I mean, you're talking I, winter it, it gets cold and I, I don't like the cold either so <laughs> yeah um, so I, I i don't want to like harp on the blinds um by all but, means, go for but, it. But yeah, um, but for anybody, I don't want to say it doesn't know, but Tim, like I said, is more in, he's more interesting than me because of just the style of lifts he's doing, the stuff he's doing. There's a lot more aspects to him, and that's why I think it's it's better than just watching. Some of my lifting stuff is pretty boring. It's just lifting. Yours has a little more character to it. There's a little more mystery behind it. Like, why is this guy lifting in this room? Why are the blinds messed up? It's like, it just... I don't know, for some reason, when you post stuff online, whether it's positive feedback, like you've been interviewed on a lot of podcasts, a lot of shows recently, and mm-hmm. it's it's positive. But then you also have the flip side of that, where so many times you post something on YouTube, and here's 20 comments that are talking shit about your blinds, or they're going to say, oh, Tim Butler has skinny legs, and you skip <laughs> leg day. And yep. I, I just want to point out that like Tim is one of the best people when it comes to just handling internet trolls people talking shit that have never lifted weights in the comment section they don't know what they're talking about and uh like there'll be some if if, if you want i mean as entertaining as your lifts are the comment sections almost get better (laughs) i mean you 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 definitely know how it can get so if anybody go watch tim's videos scroll through his comment section just go through old videos scroll through the comments because there will be somebody in there like never skip leg day and then you'll say something like, yep, every Tuesday, like that's when I train legs or something. It's like, like you're kind of killing them with kindness almost. I try not to hit back usually. Like sometimes it depends on my mood. Yeah. Sometimes I could be a little more, I have a little more zest in my replies, but I try to, <laughs> I don't really take myself seriously too much. Like I try, I like to joke around. And But most of, most of the time you're joking with them and it's like yeah. they're, they're kind of trying to break you down or talk shit to you and they don't even know what you're picking up. They couldn't even comprehend what you're picking up. Yeah, they and, don't know what an inch dumbbell is. Yeah. And they're they're talking shit about it. And I, I just think it's really funny how you you almost have like a comedy take on it. Like you said, you don't yeah. take it too serious. You kind of just screw with them back and just say something, but it's it's hilarious every time I read them. So uh, <laughs> I, I think you almost have like the the blueprint down for handling internet people. It's like either don't reply at all or 
basically reply like Tim Butler does. That's what I, that would be my advice. But do you have any advice for people that I don't know, maybe get roped into that kind of stuff on social media where they, they just let it affect them too much and take themselves too serious or they get into these comment battles? Um, any advice there? Because you, you handle these people like a master. Yeah, I mean, it's always tough. Like, you know, you never really like when somebody's like going out of their way to say something unnecessary like that. But like, what I try to think of is like, <laughs> I don't know. I just think of how, I don't want to sound mean, but <laughs> how dumb society is. Like, like a, it lot is. Of, a lot of dumb people out there. Like, you see a lot of dumb things online. And it's like yeah. these are the types of people that are making these comments. So, all you can really do is laugh. It's like, yeah. That guy's kind of I feel kind of bad for him, but like you know, like or maybe they're just so having such a bad day or such a bad week, such a bad year that they just have to blow off some steam somehow. And if that if that uh, get that satisfies them, then whatever. Like I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it just doesn't make any sense. But yeah, I just thought that that bringing up where you know your training room, the way it looks, and just the attention it draws online. But we call it the meth house or whatever. Yeah. Like <laughs> stuff like that. So yeah, anybody that's not aware yet, Tim will get internet trolls saying that, you know, he's skipping leg day. It's a, a meth house. The blinds are messed up and um stuff like that. And I hinted on it in another podcast I did, but you say that an iguana messed up your blinds. Yeah. <laughs> We, that that used to be a, a bedroom a number of years ago. My bedroom. We had we had an iguana in there. It had a weird name that my brother named. His name was Chilmi, C H E O L M E Y. I don't know why. It was like four feet long. And okay. <laughs> one day, insane. one day, we I guess we fed him and we didn't put the top on tight enough. And like we're just we're like we're in the room talking or something. All of a sudden, we just like hear a noise and we look and he's like popping out and goes on blinds. He's like both of them and like it just kind of messes them up and just destroys it yeah and like i don't know it wasn't too much long later that like we were that there wasn't a bedroom anymore and like it became a weight room and like there's not really a point in investing money in this if it's just gonna get like chalk dust on it or like you know i'm throwing weights around like yeah i don't know and i, I would honestly feel kind of weird having something nice looking in that room nice looking things don't belong in that room Yes. <laughs> no that's i think i think you just put it perfect yeah it's like it would be, it, it, it would be more out of place <laughs> yeah it's like if the blinds look and that's why like when you lifted in another room one time and your blinds were perfect i was just like tim like what the fuck is wrong with your blinds man like fix those but they were like the perfect blinds because it was a different room and uh <laughs> but yeah so I, I had to at least bring that up and touch on the yellow room of pain there um the, yeah the story of the blinds but like how you deal with people talking shit online um just your your attitude in general um i think most people would agree if they've lifted with you in person if they've had conversations with you online even you're one of those people we talk about in the grip community that like i, I gotta think i don't want to like name drop anybody else and throw someone else under the bus but there are several people in grip that maybe we could look at and say, Oh, I could see why someone doesn't get along with this person, or I could see personality conflicts with so-and-so. But in my head, the way I look at it is like, if you have a problem with Tim Butler, you're the problem. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. how I, that's how I view it. Because like I said, the way you handle those people, the way that you are welcoming to new people in grip and just your attitude overall. Um, 
I haven't met anybody that would say anything bad about you or anything like that. And I don't know anybody that um, could come up with really any negatives in that, in that area. So I think you conduct yourself very well, whether it be online, whether it be in person in competition, I think there's like a level of like kindness and professionalism that I don't know, you're almost like a, almost like a model grip person when it comes to the standard for behavior and in certain ways. Yeah. I'm not saying everybody has to be a, the same or get along and all that but you conduct yourself professional and I think a lot of people would give you credit for that and take notice of that do you feel that from other people or have you heard similar stuff yeah you know I mean I get a lot I guess like I you know I just I know it sounds like cliche but I just try to live by the golden rule like and like you know I, I got I got treated pretty poorly when I was younger I got bullied a lot and like I was like I never want people to feel like that and like I was really shy and had no confidence I, I still struggle with confidence but it's getting better but um when I got into the, the the grip community they were just very welcoming to me and that's something that really stuck with me I was like you know I want to do this for other people too and like I just like to I feel like that people really do feed off of energy you know like positive and negative I just feel like the world means a lot more positivity because everyone's so like angry about things everyone I just want to add like a little silliness a little positivity into things and like you know time and place for seriousness but just trying to make everything a little more fun like lighthearted, you know okay so from there if we kind of covered the your we're talking like behavior the way you act and, and stuff to handle the people online um in competition, grip community being welcome, all that. We talk about future goals in grip. Do you have any other like life goals that you're looking forward to? Like you, you mentioned kind of moving and other stuff like that. Is there anything that falls into that category that maybe isn't training related, but maybe still is important to you? I mean, I, honestly, I, I don't know. I'm, there's a lot of like uncertainties, I guess. Like I, I have like, you know, I, I have a solid like career and, and stuff. I just, don't really have like a, a blueprint for what I want to do in my later years. Like, yeah, it'd be cool to like find a wife someday and have a family, but you, you know, you can't really force anything like that. Yeah. Um, I would like to it'd be cool to own a gym someday, but uh, it's just, uh, I don't know. Um, but now with this whole uh, social media thing, it might be like, I might start being able to have like a platform and then that, that'll help me be able to do things like that because, uh, it's uh I, like you say i've been getting like some interviews some pretty some one was pretty big yesterday and uh just uh more like followers on different platforms and like people like wanting for me to like help them with things so i don't know there's just a lot going on and like like i, I don't know what the future holds for me but like i'm i'm excited about what's going to happen because i'm in a I know there's uncertainties, which is kind of bad because it's good to have a plan, but I'm also in a really good position, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's all good. I was, I just was, I was just kind of checking, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like I said, there's no pressure, no uh, like specific right or wrong answer. It's just anything that comes to mind. But I, I think that you're definitely at a level um, for, for, for what you train and for your knowledge and whether it be on the nutrition end or whether it be in a, a weightlifting capacity. I think the more time that you just continue to put in and do things like that. And then, yeah, if you do get some bigger platforms or have more outreach to people, um, I, I think it would be totally possible to um, 
you know, own a gym or do something along that, that path that you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, just with the, the, the list you pull off, the things you do, the kind of like uh, the expertise you have in certain areas that other people don't, the combination of things you have, because like you said, you're somebody that's kind of been on both ends of the spectrum. I mean, you've been 300 pounds, you've been under 200 pounds, you've been weak to where you felt like you could barely walk. And then you've also hold ridiculous weights and crazy feats off. So yeah. you've, you, you've kind of been around and had a lot of life experience that uh, a lot of people, you know, maybe that are in a bad spot, haven't, uh, they need somebody like that, that they can bounce off of, whether it be a coach, a trainer, something like that. But yeah, I think you would fit in that category of somebody that can definitely be welcoming, boost somebody up and kind of get somebody on the right track. And it could be, yeah. Hey, we don't have to be over here lifting blobs like I do. I can talk to you about nutrition too. Like you, you have more than one dimension. You're not a one-dimensional kind of person. So, and I feel like that's important too. Like not not only being like multi-dimensional, but just like a lot of people like uh, just having support from somebody, like some encouragement can can like help as people uh, they try to get into something and they they feel like overwhelmed and just having someone there saying you got this, this do this and you'll be good kind of thing. Like, um. Because uh, a, lot, a lot when you try to do things on your own, sometimes it can be discouraging because you just feel kind of lost and you don't really have a sense of direction. And uh, that's kind of redundant, but yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I totally get what, you, what you're saying there. Um, so we covered your future goals and stuff like that. Um, I'm just going to dive in with uh, questions for me. You you asked, the question would be asked to me, but we can both kind of do this one. Um, most impressive grip feats in my opinion and then you asked me what uh, my next big feat would be so real quick i'll do what what my next big feat is or what i'm thinking about is uh i would like to pull a double inch lift i can lift the inch with both hands i've had some like disc injuries back injuries and some other weird stuff and just being able to get both hands firing on the same day in in sync with my back and everything else in my overall body lifting position yeah from that deficit pull like folded over basically um so yeah a, a double inch lift is on my on my list um for sure um other goals than that um man i'm still chasing blobzilla and i, I still want to make that happen and i'm in a, the same boat you were probably a little while ago where man that's not even on my list i'm not even sure if i can do it it's like but I've seen Tim Butler do it. I've seen Luke Raymond do it. Like you said, I'm in that same spot where like, I'm seeing these guys do it. And I know that I can do it. I know that it's possible. It's just right now blobs feel like shit. And it seems so far off at the moment that I don't even want to think about it. But Blobzilla's on my list. Um, I've pinched 45s with both hands and done double 45s lifts. Um, I did the the 50 pound standard uh, pancakes. Oh, so yeah. the two the two fifties pinch. Um, I, I did two fifties pinch <laughs> with uh, Clint Ziegler was the first one to pull that off, and then Luke Raymond was second, and then I think I was the third. So I think we're the only three that did that one. But I would like to bump up and also join those guys in pinching two fifty fives single hand. So I'm I'm a ways off of that, and that would take some specialization and kind of focusing in on. And right now I'm kind of focused so much on competition. Um, I'm not really training to pinch two fifty fives. But uh, that kind of being the next progression from like, like what, 
I don't think I can really pinch deep dishes. My hands just don't fit right. I feel like I'm just going to get cut every single time. Um, but maybe a deep dish 45 pinch in the future if I can avoid cuts. But uh, if we're just sticking with kind of regular regular plates, um, when you've already pinched 45s, when you've already like lifted like the 250s, it's like the 55s are that next jump. So. Yeah. I would, I would like to, I, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's tough, man. Anytime you add to, I mean, really just pinching 245 single hand is a, is still a pretty big deal. I mean, that's, a, that's a good mark of strength, but anytime you start. I can't get that every, every time. Yeah, I, I can't either. Yeah, still. But when you start branching, you know, five pounds, you start, you start branching out and going above that. Any, any, any weight added to a 45s pinch is. This is impressive. Is, is, is tough. So Blobzilla pinch 255s. Um, double inch uh, lift. I'm, I, like I said, I'm just shooting these off the top of my head. I have a ton of different goals. Now, each each individual lift, I might, you know, just, okay, get a PR and keep climbing the ladder on all my competition lifts is, that's not really like a, a goal. That's just like expected. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but for the feats, um, I've done a, a plate curl with a 35. I would like to eventually be able to do a 45. I'm still not happy with how strict my 35s are. They're they're strict in the sense that I don't use any body and swing in it. So I'm not swinging the plate up when I do my 35 pound plate curl. But my wrist tends to fold a little more than I want. Yeah, same here with my plate curl. It's so hard to I don't know how Adam Glass just like solid just Oh, yeah crazy. adam 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 just has like steel wrists or something because when he like gets under and like holds those 45s um it's like there's like no breaking of the wrist yeah, I, I don't know how he does it like i try and like i'll like get up and just like <laughs> yeah and, and i'm in that same boat i want to get my 35 pound plate curls kind of looking like that before you know lifelong goal i'd like to plate curl a 45 mm-hmm. um but right now 35 i mean i can plate curl it and like i said it's still a pretty strict lift is from the curl standpoint but my wrist gives a little bit more than I want it to. So I just would like to kind of sure that up a little bit, but plate curl of 45. Um, I mean, that's three or four different feats, right? That's, that's a pretty good list. Does that answer? I mean, from a question from you, does that answer it mostly? I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm satisfied. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure that you're, you're good with my answer. Um, can't disappoint. Um, and then um, what grip feats are most impressive to me? Um. A lot of this just has to do with context. Yeah. Because I, this isn't me like hating on anybody or like, I, like I said, I'm not, I'm not one to bitch about hand size. I never have. And I, I don't do it with the blobs I lift or bells or anything else or handled. I don't complain about hand size. I'm not letting that limit me. Um, but when I do see certain people, um, I mean, I've been to competitions where like, if I lift like a two and three eights handle, I mean, you're going to see a, a gap. gap. I mean, you're going to see a gap in my hands. Like if you watch videos of me lifting the inch bell, you're going to, you're going to see a gap on that handle. And then when I've seen like other big giants lift and I see their fingers are like touching on a, a two and three eighths rolling handle, or I see their fingers touch around something. And I kind of think to myself, like, that's kind of like me on two and a quarter. That's kind of like me lifting a two inch handle. So how impressive is that? So that's why I say there's some context to it because I don't bitch about hand size, but I still can't like neglect the fact that when we look at some somebody's that like they're getting like that much more wrap around a bar that those leverages and that their advantages like that it's not an advantage. I mean, it is. It doesn't. I'm not, I'm not saying it makes it less impressive because they're probably lifting heavier stuff. But at the same time, um, 
that's where that context goes. It's like, well, is it more impressive if uh, Brian Shaw lifts the Millennium Dumbbell as opposed to, like you said, maybe somebody that's 200 pounds lifting the inch? Which one's more impressive to you? I mean, what do you think? What's more impressive to you? A guy that's like 6'8", 6'9", 440, and he picks up a 230-pound dumbbell or the person that's 200 and they pick up a 172 and their hands are smaller. It's like... That's true, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying that picking up the millennium like for Shaw is not good. It's amazing feat. It's awesome. But if we were to scale it down, so to speak on, uh, you know, okay. We take a guy that weighs less than half that he's 200 pounds. He's lifting a bell. That's 50 pounds lighter. If we were to do like math on it, I mean, I'm not trying to make it a math equation, but it's tough for me to answer Yeah, because I, I think guys like, uh, Man, I mean, guys like Brian Shaw, um, Mark Henry, those kind of feats that they've pulled off. I mean, some of those grip feats are some of the most impressive ones I've seen. But then when you consider how big or how strong they are, it's like I, I, I don't know that it's as impressive or more impressive than like Adam Strick curling a 45 like he does. I, I mean, I would say they're even or Adams is just as, you know, just as good. So I mean, I don't know, how, how do you feel about that subject? I mean, just yeah. I'm just kind of freestyling here as we're yeah. We're no, I, I mean, I feel I feel a similar way. Like, like I guess, the, but there's some feats like where I guess the like certain pinch feats where the hand size doesn't really matter like as much. Like, yeah. I, like I personally think um, like Sam Parker's uh, clean with the 45s or 44s or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I, like I, I think he's the only one that's done that. And like I guess just because I struggle so much with the, with the narrow pinch, like that feet is just so impressive to me because I, I can't i can't even lift 45s on a lot of days but yeah uh, but I, I agree with you like like with the whole hand size thing it's hard it's really impossible to kind of have, like have a scale really like yeah it gets real like opinion based and uh it depends on where people put their emphasis because yeah. i mean some person might be attracted to a different lift or a different style of lift um so someone might say Carl's axle pull is the most impressive and it's like, well, yeah. Or then someone else might like freak out about some small person pulling something giant on the hub. So it, I mean, it's so, yeah, those huge gripper closes. I mean, that's, that's really impressive to me. Yeah. Because he weighs um, like one forty, one forties. Yeah. if that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he probably doesn't have a giant hand and he's, he's closing grippers that I mean, giants are closing or can't close. So <laughs> I mean, you have to throw those kind of feats in the mix. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if, if I say ones that just come to mind, if I just start throwing feats out there. By all means. Um, yeah. Um, I would say uh, all the inch dumbbell cleans are pretty impressive to me. Yeah, ben, Ben's especially because, you know. Ben, ben, Ben's been, yeah, Ben's been killing it with the inch cleans. Um, but like even, even the big, like, uh, I think I think his name was Ryan Green. That's one that flies under the that radar. Old, that old YouTube video where he did yeah. a few strict presses or whatever. He just, yeah, he just strict presses it. So it's not <laughs> even like the push press or like yeah. you have like any leg involvement. Um, so like that's that's impressive. I mean, because you basically just like muscle clean it and then strict press the inch dumbbell. Yeah, so that that would be one that maybe people don't know about or don't mention. But when Ryan Green that that old video, yeah, that's interesting to me. That's up there. Um, honestly. I, this, this is personal opinion. Um, uh, I would say if we're talking all-time feats, 
that have to be up there. It, it would be hard not to mention Adam Glass and uh, lifting two 200-pound inch bells at the same time. And I know his body weight's at the time was lower than 220. So, I mean, you're probably talking Adam is low twos. So you're talking about a guy that maybe weighs 205 pounds to 215 pounds, maybe. I'm just giving a general range. But a, a low 200s body weight, like we talked about, that awkward double deficit, like you're a double inch lift and you're basically pulling at a deficit, you're folded yeah. over. Um, to have the back strength and just the grip strength combination to pull two 200 pound inch dumbbells basically like you were talking about getting like a body weight bell lift essentially just doubling that so to me watching adam pick up two 200 pound bells at the same time is uh pretty freakish i mean that's a that's got to be one of my favorite feats um I'm I'm going off on a tangent, man, because I I could talk feats all day. Uh, but, you, you ever you ever hear this guy, uh, Chris James? Yeah, no, I, I I've spoke to him on YouTube. Yeah, have you seen, you've seen this, some of the feats that he put, like that two and a half I've inch seen, actual seven hundred pound like rack pull hold. Yeah, um, yeah, no, and uh, because he he uh, I think he started commenting on my YouTube stuff at one point, and mm-hmm. we kind of just talked there, and then he mentioned that like he had trained with uh, Nathan Hall. Yeah. And he said, oh, I know Nathan. And I trained there because he saw me like lifting a hall blob in one of my videos and we talked about it. But but uh, yeah, I've heard that uh, Chris James, I've heard that like his axle poles are like off the charts. Yeah, insane. Like, like mid mid fives and just crazy shit that people probably wouldn't even believe. But like yeah. there's there, there's some videos of it in uh, that, that, like I said, the world's so big, I hate to narrow it down and say like, well, this guy's the best at this or that because he's definitely up there. Yeah, he, for, started, for, for, he started posting a uh, newer content recently too, which is cool. He's still like super strong. I haven't seen that, so I need to check into it. Yeah, his um, old stuff is on like a channel called Dan James, and now he has his his own channel, Chris James. Uh okay. he's been posting his son did like a thumb double overhand thumbless 550 deadlift, which is pretty insane. So I guess that oh, it's yeah. in his <laughs> for sure. And yeah. uh I'll, I'll have to check that out because yeah, I I've I've chatted with him online a few times and some of those videos, but I didn't know he was posting new stuff. So that'll be something to look into. Um uh, to me, like we we talked about kind of lacking maybe a little bit of wrist strength for some of these things. Um anybody that's pulled a double thumbless inch lift, I, I think that's impressive. I think uh the I, I don't know Ben's last name from your area. Oh yeah, I, I always forget. I think some some Italian. <laughs> okay, we don't have to mess it up. But we, we but, call him Benny Boy. Okay, so Benny Boy. So we got <laughs> Benny Boy, and then Ben Helms from yeah. you know closer to me. So both the Bens we know have done uh, double inch dumbbell lifts, thumbless. Yeah. Um. There's other people. Uh, Jason Dingy. I think like Storm Cellino, Adam Glass. I think that might be like the only five or six that have done it. There may be a few others. Ben did a. Uh... He did a thumb. He did thumbless with my 190, and then he did like a bit of a thumbless transfer with my 190, which is just yeah. Stupid. Like, which is, I mean, when when you see stuff like that, that's just, uh, I mean, that's about as strong as it gets, really. I mean, yeah, what, like, what are you going to do after that? I mean, it's so, mind blowing. <laughs> like, so so. I, I I could I could ramble about feats, but um, those kind of uh, I don't know, man. Like I said, Adam picking up the two 200 pound bells at that lighter body weight. Like you said, it kind of gives, it kind of gives people the blueprint 
for like lifting Blobzilla. Oh, well, you know, you saw like Luke did it. So you're like, I can do it. And then you do it. And then when you see it's, it's kind of like uh, representing for the common person. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because they're mere mortals. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I could look at Mark Henry videos and I can look at Brian Shaw videos and, and we can talk about how impressive it is, but I mean, I'm, I'm six two, like two fifteen right now. I have like seven and three quarter inch hands. It's hard for me to relate to a dude that's six nine four forty, with nine and a half or fucking ten inch hands. Like what? I, I I it's not part of my training, but when I tune in and I see like Adam lifting the shit he was lifting, and that's why it like kind of attracted me to the sport because I'm like, okay, this dude's doing shit that like the Giants should be doing or they can't even do some of them, and he looks you know roughly my same body size, so um kind of the same thing you're talking about there so i i think some of those feats are more impressive when you kind of get into uh i, I hate to say like the common people but you're 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 regular you're regular type people that you can relate to but they display this extra um level of strength that you just don't expect them to have it almost is like hidden surprises yeah, you, when I, you see I always, yeah that is really cool like that's something my first noticed when i got into grip like there's this one guy who's not really in the scene anymore but dan fleming like the skinny guy is like 180 i think like 62 180 so he's like a skinny guy but he was like he got like 115 on the one hand flask or something like like it's just i learned like yeah. you don't always have to be gigantic to to like to, to do well and, and like you could you can if you train hard enough you're gonna make some gains like i'm not saying everyone will train and be the best but like don't don't get that mentality where you're gonna limit yourself just by being like oh like i'm not big i'll never be able to do anything like that like um one other funny one i'll add this isn't necessarily like most impressive feats um i if we're talking like all-time feats jed jed's done a few really good ones but um one that i kind of like seeing just because it wasn't like uh it was kind of like on the spot and uh i don't know if you've seen this video or not but it's the five tens where uh uh Chaz Strange went up and like lifted with Jed and did a session. And I think they asked him, like, hey, like for a 510s plate pinch, can can you transfer 510s? And I think that if you if anybody's seen the video I'm talking about, right. Jed basically like walks over to these 510s, throws them back and forth like 10 times and just catches them, walks out with them like farmers walking them across the room starts picking up blobs like three in a row throws them back to the other hand walks like 20 feet to the back of the room sets them back down like okay you guys ready to train like um, that was really entertaining (laughs) that was like uh that was one of the coolest videos i've seen feet wise in a long time just because it's like for one plate not to slip out or you it's just i mean you, you, you get it his uh, his his that reminds me of his uh his inch hold with the 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 three blobs including Blobzilla has to be up there that, too. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good one too. I I I should I didn't think about that one earlier, but that yeah because me. yeah Jed I think he picked up uh he picked up the inch dumbbell held it and then he lifted Batman uh, and then oh, no I mean Blobzilla then Batman the next gen I think or yeah something? basically three three big blobs but in a row while holding the inch and then i mean no bracing it or anything yeah so very uh very impressive but i i just thought the one was kind of comical because it's just like 
It's so over the top. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he just transferred the shit out of those like five tens and uh, was just like pretending he was like looking at his watch, like while he was transferring, like going out. So um, that's a video that needs more credit. I almost need yeah. to like, we need to like push that one out again because that's a, that that's a good one. But sure. so there's, like I said, I could talk to you for three hours about feats, whether it is uh, how easy uh, Lane Snook cleans an inch dumbbell um adam glass lifting two 200 pound bells um i could say jed you know pinching the uh deep dish yorks I, we we could uh i mean you you could just go down this list i mean never never ending basically and then we could even add in like fun ones like that where he's transferring the uh the five tens but that that would mostly be it i mean what do you have anything to add like what you think's most impressive or uh um i mean there's so many out there but i, I... I know we're basically rambling. We're just yeah. rambling at this point, naming shit. But like, I, I don't care. I mean, there might be, you know, something we, well, something so many we, more that we're not thinking of. I'm sure there's so many more. Um, but something that we name right now might be something that a newer lifter has never even heard of, and they might have just found out about five or six different feats that they never even knew about, or they might have found out about five or six old lifters that they didn't even know existed. Yeah. I didn't know that who that guy is, or I didn't know. You know and so. I get it. It's a bit drawn out. We're rambling. We're just naming random shit. There's no real like uh, point to what we're, we're, we're just freestyling it at this point, but it could lead other people to seeing what's possible, opening their minds to different feats and getting them on the path to kind of seeing what's been done before them, what's achievable. And then they go on to do, or like we all, like we all kind of do, you see what everybody's done before you. And then you put your own twist on it or you add to exactly. it and, things evolve that way so um i know we're we're rolling and it's uh like i said maybe a bit much for some people on these feats but if you're into grip um you probably get it a little bit yeah you understand Um, (laughs) but uh yeah tim man i don't want to uh i said i i I don't want to like cut you off or anything we've been rolling for a a decent amount of time and uh I think we've covered some good subjects. Um, yeah, we've talked about it, a lot of fun stuff. <laughs> if there's anything you want to add, um, for sure, just go ahead and uh, add it in. And oh, man, it, I'm bad at those questions. I always draw blanks when I'm put on the spot. <laughs> no, you ain't got to say nothing then. Um, but uh, you want to say I love your show? <laughs> well, I, dude, I've told people I'm like the last person I would want to do this. Yeah, I, I could probably name so many other people that I wish we're doing it. But once again, when you sit around for a couple of years and it never really happens or it doesn't seem to to go that route, it's like, I'll do it myself then. You know, who else would have had an actual orangutan hand cast? (laughs) (laughs) And then the logo in the background of the actual. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. That's, that's like a bonus thing. People don't know about that one yet, but we'll, no, no, no. Cause that was off camera, but no, we'll, we'll get into it. But yeah. We'll get into the logo and other stuff. It's all good. But yeah, you got the VIP information. Oh, man. Um, but, uh, <laughs> can't take me anywhere. <laughs> but uh, no, man, I've had a good time talking with you, Tim. Um, yes, like I said, I don't want to put you on the spot, um, but you're somebody that's been helpful to me in the community. Um, we've shared information, techniques. Um, you've drove bells down for me. And when we competed in North Carolina together here, um, just all kinds of stuff. So I, uh, I'm always grateful for that advice or that training stuff or us 
whether yeah, we're competing we, we push each other because we were like in the same weight class we have like similar body types and lifts so like i feel like we've like been good like yeah. motivation for each other like we feed off each other to keep pushing and stuff yeah for sure you've definitely been getting the better of me on a lot of uh i i think most competitions we've went to head to head i think you beat me in um for now for now for now, <laughs> yeah, for now right um and then some of the feats yeah there's there's some feats i've I've probably knocked off that maybe you haven't, but there's a lot of things you've done that I haven't done. So um, there are different strengths and weaknesses. And, yeah. So, but no, it is, it is always cool to have somebody kind of your weight age doing the same thing and just pushing the feet. So uh, I look forward to whatever you got coming up and then I'm going to try to deliver on my end. I told you all the, all the shit I'm going to try to do. And yeah. I got to, I got to actually go train and do it now. Right. Um, so, more. Start stretching. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll check back in with you whenever uh whenever i get to, get to doing all that um but yeah um if it, just if anybody wants to contact you i know most people probably have your info it can be a little confusing just so people can follow you easier or like you're speaking of with these other platforms that are coming out or you're kind of getting maybe a little more attention lately than normal um what uh what platforms are you on and where can people kind of reach out to you to see your story, see your lifts, and check in with you. Um, I, I guess I would say Instagram is more of like the feats, I guess, and it has kind of more of like an archive of my entire journey and and both grip and health. Uh, then uh, with Twitter, I, I'm more new on. I just started a Twitter, but that one I'm also, I guess, more like personable. Like like uh, people are asking for like advice or tips on things and I'll, you know, I don't know everything based off of my personal experience. I'll give the best advice that I can. Um, but the 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 handles for both of those are Tema. It's uh, T-E, three M's and four E's. Okay, so he, he told you guys how to get there. I'm not going to try to navigate it. Um, but yeah, I, I already follow your stuff, so I'm good. But uh, yeah, so whatever Tim told you to follow, go check that out and uh yeah we'll uh just look forward to competing with you and uh whether it be on the feet side whether it's competition um look forward to seeing what you got going on in the future and hopefully everything works out and uh hopefully we can just keep spreading the word of grip and kind of doing things you know the, the best we can um and i'll pretty much just sign off with that like i said we, we've talked for a long period of time probably bored some people out. They couldn't hang out this long. Um, probably lost them on the feats or something, but, uh, but yeah, Tim, um, thanks for, thanks for being super cool. Thanks for doing the interview. Um, thanks for the training tips and pushing back and forth that little bit of competition. And, uh, like I said, if anybody deserves to have that, uh, following kind of build or their platforms increase, I think you're very deserving of it for whatever that's worth. Um, you know, like I, th I think you're the right guy for that kind of stuff to happen and you're a good ambassador for grip and a good ambassador for somebody that's just trying to improve their life in general so i appreciate it thank you I'll, and then I'll, thank I'll, you for having me on man it was, it was a lot of fun just nerding out <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, I i think i'll close off with that statement because like i said that, that that's about the best way i can kind of put it All and right. uh i don't want to try to follow that up so i'll go ahead and uh, we'll sign off here and basically see you next time all right, man. You have a good night. All right. You too, man. All right. Bye. I'll see you.